Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right. Around. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. I don't know what the heck. <clears throat> I was just talking and I was fine a second ago. <laughs> Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. It's a two-hour special broadcast. James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman breaking it down for you. Last hour we talked about in the Bible, it was important for people to show that they were descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? Because they would be known as the covenant people. The fact is, we're covenant people, ladies and gentlemen. The birthright goes to Joseph, one of the other tribes, not Judah, Joseph, who had a birthright blessing executed by Abraham through the loins of Ephraim, right? Yeah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob gave the blessing. To Joseph. Yeah, there you have it. We need to understand who are the descendants of Joseph today. Chris's claim, and I agree with this claim, that we are. Can the tribe of Joseph, with all of its rich blessings, prosperity, and be the Western countries, Europe, etc.? Interesting proposal, to say the least. But wouldn't it unify Christians if we realized who we really are? We're God's children. And we're all on this earth if we understand who we are to point to Christ, to follow Christ, to prepare to meet Christ, to live with him again. Isn't that the ultimate goal? Well, I bring that up because the Southern Poverty Law Center wants to call me a racist. And I literally say that we're all God's children and we should behave like it. James Edwards, as we rounded out the last hour, said that everyone should come to Christ. He included everybody. Even SBLC reporters. Even, even SBLC whoa. reporters. Those Southern Party Law Center reporters? No, those guys. So the headline for this hour, ladies and gentlemen, is called this. Sam Bushman takes on three thugs. Jason Wilson, Chuck Tanner, and Isaac Stone Simonelli. What am I talking about? Well, let's do it here, ladies and gentlemen, shall we? Uh, There's a headline written by the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, this Jason Wilson guy, right now about me. And here's what it says. Constitutional Sheriff's Chief runs online radio station featuring white supremacists, Jason Wilson, Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, the problem that I have with his article is every bit of it is a misrepresentation, slanted lie. Now, that's an opinion to which I'm entitled. He's entitled to his opinion. He can write what he wants. I get it. But I can also fire back to the best of my ability with the truth, okay? And the reason that I'm taking on Isaac Simonelli is he works for this Arizona group. Chuck Tanner works for another group. Jason Wilson works for another group. And they all, on one hand, want you to believe that I'm a nobody, that I'm just not important, that my talk radio shows and all that I do is just so tiny, it doesn't matter a hill of beans. But then for some reason, they're all laser-like focused on me. As if I'm more important than the Donald himself. Right? Well, that's the problem with the debate is they cannot have it both ways. But they lie in all 
that they do, ladies and gentlemen. And let me give you an example about size and scope. Jason's Twitter feed is tiny. James, can you pull up Jason's Twitter feed really quick for a second? Um, because I want you to highlight for a second. He's created some uh, tweets about me that I find very fascinating. I want you to read those tweets, then I want you to tell me how many people tweeted them, followed them, retweeted them, whatever, okay? All right, so he's got 30,000 followers. Okay. Uh, and uh, he has a tweet here that said, that reads, Sam Bushman replaced Sheriff Richard Mack, but the word sheriff is in quotations as if Richard Mack was never a sheriff. I don't know if people know this, but <laughs> if you are no longer the president, you still get called the president. If you're a medical doctor, you retired, you still get called doctor. Uh, so, But sheriff is in quotations here because I guess that's Yeah, and not. by the way, that's the same with sheriffs, though. Law people are that way as well. Yeah, of, very course, of course, and it's identical. of course. Come on. So he kind of mocks that if it's not true, but it's true. So much so that he was sheriff when he beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. Let's be very clear. Anyways, the only sheriff along with the other sheriffs that were alongside him to do so in history by the way so there you go this is how dishonest they are but it just reads sam bushman replaced sheriff quote unquote richard mack as ceo of the cspoa in november but he's still running an online radio station that broadcasts white nationalist extremists and that got retweeted uh, 57 times with 56 likes and two comments one of which was his (laughs) hold on so think about that he only got two comments one of them was his own only 57 retweets and 56 likes out of his 30,000 followers. Well, you know what? 29,940 plus seem to think that it's not as relevant, relevant as he thinks, huh? Wow. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think, number one, this isn't even an original story. The ADL wrote this story two years ago. The SPLC wrote it on March the 2nd of 2022. I just looked well, it up. And this they've been attacking me, though, and calling me the purveyor of hate radio since I started in 96, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I started before 96, but in 96, I bought a radio station. But anyway, I digress. I just mock his Twitter feed because on one hand, it sounds like he's got a lot of followers. On the other hand, no one seems to care about his tweets. What's the next tweet he, he sends out about me? Oh, I think that, let's see. Mate, you, I didn't know we were doing uh, show and tell. I got to go back this and find is this important, stuff. I try not though. to read hate, uh, hate um, outlets online. Uh, this so is important let me, let me to understand, though, because his reach is very minimal. I don't know how many 30,000 followers well, he has here's the that thing. are real followers, James. It, it's true, but it's going to get amplified because the well, of course, establishment-controlled media uh, is or mouthpieces for the regime. There's no diversity of opinion there, and if the SPLC writes something, it's going to get amplified. Uh, no but you've got right here, you've got Ibrahim uh, uh, Hooper, who is the national communications director of the Council on American Islamic Relations. Uh, retweeting it and so you're going to have right, people so like stop. that you're going to have stop. establishment so this, outlets the southern part of the last center is going to double up with the muslims to attack <laughs> sam bushman is that what we're talking about well i think the in this case this muslim uh, or, or advocacy organization which by the way is not racist for them to have it which i honestly believe it's not uh, but it is if we if you even have two shows out of the how many shows do you syndicate 20 that talk about issues the SPLC yeah. hates uh, then that that's not fine but you can have this you know whole organizations well funded uh yeah, racial no, but think about what does this islamic group do what are they for then no yeah, they're for their people they're for their faith so the 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 muslims in the the southern part of Austin are in bed together to attack sam bushman is that what you're saying a white christian uh, wow. I think would be I'm the, pretty important if the Muslims are going to jump aboard too. Now I got half the world against me, right? 
<laughs> wow. Interesting. All right, what's the next tweet this joker comes up with? Uh, that's it. That's all he's done now. It's been no, retweeted one, a couple There's of... one tweet that says something about Sam Bushman's the most interesting or weirdest. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, life, all right. right. You got, look, I told you I don't like going to hate accounts on Twitter, but let me go back and find him one last time. Yes, there is. Yeah, that you that do was this, the reply. Cause... That was the reply to his own message. Yeah, that wrote, was the I one pa- comment of the two. And that's why I'm Correct. highlighting it. Is it he commented on his own tweet so that he could tweet again negatively about me? And uh, See, the, the 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 reply comment that he made to his own post was, "I've had a lot of strange conversations in this line of work, but my chat with Bushman was definitely top five. You're just a strange guy, Sam. You're yeah, you know me, strange as it gets. I've literally got more time on talk radio than almost anybody alive. That's no joke." You find how many people have more hours on talk radio than Sam Bushman in this world, and they've got to be really, really old. But it's going to be hard to find more people alive that have longer on air than me. I mean, I, I'm literally like the LeBron James of talk radio. No one's got more <laughs> hours at points than me, okay? Now, you can find a couple of people, but I'm, I'm certainly top five. But, man, I, I want to know um, this joker, this C- CSPOA thug, I want to know, Jason, who beats me out of the top five? Because what I'd really like to do in the, in the uh, <laughs> efforts of good radio is I'd like to see if we could get all five of us, weirdest people on the planet, and you on the radio together. Wouldn't that be the most interesting thing? Well, you know, that's the thing that uh, they're not mentioning uh, the, the, the black Americans that you syndicate. They're not mentioning any of that. They're also not mentioning that you would put them on. Uh, you, you would well, have them on. You... I invited him on the radio, and he refused, but he never mentions that in the article at all. Well, I got a lot right. to say about that when we get there. So how many likes did he get on his tweet then and that I'm the, one of the top five weirdest people he's ever known? Okay, hang on. I got you. How, how many did he get for that? How, how liked was that? That's four See, I think retweets. that I'm going to get my, my four? That's f- and 15 likes. Four retweets and 15 likes. So only four people decided that was important enough to resend out out of his 30,000 followers. <laughs> how many of his followers are bots, James? Uh, I'd like to know. Now, he did also Why don't you include call in your that and ask him. He did include in that uh, comment about you being strange a screenshot from the article uh, that highlights the fact that you repeatedly claimed that the SPLC listed extremist James Edwards was not a white supremacist and is a good guy. Uh, All right, so now, that's what I'm going to double down on that claim again, though. Look, the Southern Private Law Center's lied about so many people is not even funny. And I maintain that James is a great guy. Not a good guy. Well, he's a good guy, too. But I think he's a great guy. And I would challenge the Southern Poverty Law Center, and this is one of the things in the interview. I spent, he says, 90 minutes. I spent that with him uh, on the phone, and I said to him, I challenge you to find me one area in which you can demonstrate to me that James Edwards is a white supremacist. And he couldn't do it. So then I said, so you're claiming he's not a white supremacist, right? And he said, well, I'm not saying that. And I said, well, then you show me where he is. Well, he you, know, you know what's funny it. about that, Sam? Yeah. If, I, if I could have just a point of personal privilege here, <clears throat> this guy's never talked to me at the SPLC. I, I won't talk to them. But <clears throat> they don't know me. I doubt they've even listened to the show. I really question whether or not they even believe what they write. They are a far left-wing radical fundraising organization that has a narrative and has an agenda. Uh, but the two people who do know me best outside of my own father, the two men who I would say probably know me best would be you, a man that I 
talk with and talk to and text and email with every week. And my pastor, the man who I've known since birth, who led me to Christ, who introduced me to my wife, who has been by my side for my entire life. Um, and, you know, they, the SPLC went after him, too. And and uh, he wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't answer the question. He says, James is a great guy. James isn't these things that you're saying. So the two men who know me best have an opinion. SPLC has an opinion. Um, but I don't even know if it is their opinion because there is no truth in them, Sam. We'll get to that in a moment. Well, they're so dishonest. I don't know what their opinions really are. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand this. Understand this clearly. They are not willing to tell you the truth. Okay? First off, I invited him on the radio. He refuses to come. So he wants his discussions only when he can write the narrative. And that narrative, you know, debatedly can be challenged. But I would submit to you that I invited him on the radio. I also talked to him about the fact that I have all kinds of people on the radio. I have black talk show hosts, Jesse Lee Peterson, C.L. Bryant. Both of them have been attacked by the Southern Poverty Law Center, but they're black. So how am I promoting white supremacy when I've given quadruple the time to blacks than I do these, quote, white shows? So that will highlight as we get into the interview but or the discussion. Here's some of the lines from this dishonest article. Sam Bushman, the CEO of the anti-government Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA. Now, how is the CSPOA anti-government? And this is, again, one of the challenges that I made to this clown when we are uh, discussing. Look, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, our whole purpose is to educate sheriffs to their oath of office, to the supreme law of our land, and to help them understand due process of law, de-escalation training, checks and balances, the oath of office, all with fidelity to the supreme law of the land. The founder of our organization worked is as a policeman, police officer, and sheriff for 20 years. He worked for the government for 20 years. And then when the government wronged him, he went to the Supreme Court for a redress of grievance and won. Now, you demonstrate to me, and I said this to this clown, Jason, you demonstrate to me how that is anti-government. I have spent my whole lifetime adult career teaching and educating about the Constitution. I've been studying the Constitution and teaching it for 25 plus years. And so I said, you know what? I, by virtue of reality, am a constitutional scholar. And uh, how are we anti-government? Well, then all he does in the article is say, Sam is a self-described constitutional scholar. Well, in any other realm in the world, if you teach something for 25 plus years, I mean, you have the equivalent in life experience of a doctorate, right? Yeah. So how are you going to say that I, okay, that I'm just a self-described or described scholar? That whole charge is bogus and dishonest. Now, some might debate if I'm a scholar of the Constitution, but what makes someone a scholar? A collegiate degree? The Southern Poverty Law Center, right? All right, then they say that I spend my time defending white nationalist broadcasts on my online radio station called Liberty News Radio. All right, and they say I defended that during a meandering conversation with Hate Watch. Wow. So my response to that is this. It was a meandering conversation for a bunch of reasons. 
One, if you look at his article, it's probably the most meandering article I've ever seen in my life. He tries to name and go through the channel of defaming everybody that he possibly can. Going through so many <laughs> subjects, I can't even keep track. If you want to talk about meandering, this guy's a nut job. That's called a screen. This guy's a, this guy's a whack job. But the reason we meandered is because he asked so many random questions. He started out saying, hey, do you syndicate uh, Eddie Miller's program? I said, yes. Do you, uh, it, it's on your schedule. How come you syndicate that? And at first I said it wasn't on my schedule, and I'll tell you why I said that. But this is where he's dishonest and doesn't clarify. I, very, I at first said I didn't have it on my schedule. It's not on my network. And the reason why I said that is because yesterday I was live on my network for the live times. Um, but then I, I don't host his archives. He hosts those archives himself. And so I was a little bit mixed up in his question versus what my answer was. The answer is I'm not distancing myself from Eddie Miller. But when I said that I didn't have it on my schedule, I, I was a little bit confused um, because I don't host his archives. And that's really what I kind of meant. And so I'm sorry for the confusion of that. But he makes it sound like I'm, I'm not willing to admit it. Well, that's a lie. So he says, ask about Blood River Radio. Um, who su su discusses the false conspiracy of white genocide. Okay, well, it isn't a false conspiracy of genocide. In South Africa, it is widely known, it is confirmed fact through all news agencies around the world, that there is white genocide. That is not debatable. Now, whether you agree with Eddie on the points or not, I don't agree with Eddie on well, everything. Sam, I've, but I've you know got what? to say this. That is I've factual, to... James. I got one comment to make that has to be inserted right here, and I uh, apologize for the interruption. But for the SBLC to claim that there is no such thing as, you can call it genocide if you so choose, the decline in, uh, of, of the white population in their ancestral homelands, the SBLC's own Mark Potok, uh, who was uh, one of their former leaders before they all kind of got ushered out in disgrace, he had a chart in his office uh, that tracked the declining white population with the star next to the projected year of white minority status and that appeared in a very uh, prominent documentary uh, that you know was of course promoting the SBLC and their agenda but that appeared on Netflix so they, they are tracking this and notice the decline how can you say that there's not a, a, a replacement going on or that it's a conspiracy theory it's just utter bunk well, and, and they're losing credibility every time they do that that's why 20 plus attorney state generals uh, have literally uh, declared in a joint letter saying the Southern Poverty Law Center has lost all credibility. But then they go on and say, Bushman claims his purpose is free speech. He said he believes in faith, family, and free speech. That's right, I do. But I don't know if you could call that just a claim of mine. I've been demonstrating that for 25-plus years. What do you mean I claim it? It's reality now, SPLC. But see, you use these words like he claims this, claims that. Because it makes me sound fringe in everything I claim, right? Well, it makes if, you sound dishonest, as if you're, you're claiming this, or they put the things you said in quotations, like, oh, yeah, right, wink, wink. Right. They say, does free speech compel you on your own radio station to promote white nationalist extremists, they say, or even to occasionally host them on your own programs? And then they say, Sam had various justifications. This is where it's dishonest. Again, they say at one point in the conversation, Bushman said that's how dialogue happens and claim through dialogue I can persuade people away from extremist politics. And then I talked about uh, all kinds of things that I believe that I can 
the form of ideas, the genius of America is vital. We can have open discussions with people we disagree with. We can agree to disagree agreeably. We can be kind and respectful and entertain other ideas that we don't believe in. And we can eventually try to encourage people to believe in our way of thinking. And I highlighted that. And that's why I said, so yes, you know what? I got these shows on the radio, but it's under the free speech banner. And I invite you, Jason, to come on the radio under the free speech banner, even though I completely disagree with you. But I hope to eventually educate you to my way of thinking. He, of course, wouldn't come on the radio. But when you look at that, I've got four times the number of hours of black hosts than I do these white, whatever hosts he wants to claim, who advocate for the right race. I think they both have everything, every right to say what they want to say. And Blacks by the and way, whites, I, I, right? I would imagine that uh, we, these the so-called, this is all libel, of course, but you know, white supremacist, and I'll touch on this in a moment, we agree almost with everything that these black gentlemen are saying on this particular network. Well, that's here nor there. These black people have the right to their opinion, too, and that's my whole point. It isn't a black and white issue. Nevertheless, I offered a comparison between my inclusion. He said this in the article, though, and here's the way they wordsmith and lie. Uh, They say he, meaning Sam Bushman, offered a comparison between his inclusion of extremists on his shows. See, I don't agree. I never said they were extremists. That's where he makes it sound like I even agree that they're extremists. I don't. I think the Southern Poverty Law Center is extremist. But then I compared it to former talk show host Phil Henry, who uh, was basically, he was the interviewer and the interviewee. And he'd make up voices and he'd interview himself. And he'd bring interesting topics to the table. And I compared a lot of the talk radio out there in the world to that. Not that we're fake, but that it creates entertaining radio to discuss these controversial issues so i am seeking intriguing political conversations he says then by platforming white nationalists i disagree i never said by platforming white nationalists i am platforming everybody with interesting conversations including jason but he lies and makes it seem like that's not the the case bushman steadfastly refused to say whether his station earns money on advertising during those programs. Yeah, I said the information was private and contractual. And I'm not going to reveal contractual private company agreements to Jason. And then I gave him the example. I said, why don't you go ahead and get old Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity or uh, Tucker Carlson or one of those guys and see if they'll give you the details of their internal contract with their network. And they won't give you that either. So he makes it seem like I refuse to do this as if I'm wrong somehow. But that's standard in the industry. Okay, you don't give people the internal contracts. You don't give people how much you get paid for certain things. You don't. Okay, they always say at the end of a new contract negotiation with a big host and the details of the contract are not at liberty to disclose. Okay, but he makes it sound like I am refusing. So I send him on an errand during the interview to go ahead and get Tucker Carlson's contract and share it with me. And he promised me he would. Do you think he's honorable and he'll do it? I doubt it. (laughs) Then they say in asking me. Oh. In the face, they asked me over and over, repeat questions on the matter. How much do you make? Do you make money from this? Why would you profit from white supremacy? Well, I profit from radio, ladies and gentlemen, and I'd profit if Jason came on the radio and we had an interesting conversation. My network would grow. Does that make me guilty if I put Jason on the radio? I don't think so. So then I asked him, how much does the SPLC pay you? He refused to answer. I submit to you for the same reason, James. But see, he kind of leaves that out, but mocks me for asking how much he gets paid. But he's asking how much I get paid, right? 
I have got so much to say about this and so much experience with this discredited organization over the 19 years I've been on the air. Please let me take it from the top. I know we're coming up yeah, then, on a break. Then he if, says this. Bushman also unpredictably moved to unrelated topics during the conversation. I disagree with that. I think they're all relevant topics to make the points that I'm making. He just doesn't see the connection because he's too ignorant. Let me give you a quick example. One of the topics I mentioned was, I believe that evil people run the world. Hint, hint, Southern Poverty Law Center. Quick pause. Back in seconds. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Nearly two years ago, a California parole board voted to free Robert F. Kennedy's assassin, but the decision was later overturned by the governor. Sirhan Sirhan will once again appear before the board today at a hearing at a federal prison in San Diego, California, and asked to be let out. Even if the board rules that Sirhan can't be released for a second time, his lawyer, Angela Berry, said she doesn't expect it to change Governor Gavin Newsom's mind because of Newsom's affinity for R.F. Kennedy, who the Democrat governor calls his own political hero. A Pennsylvania court has unsealed the search warrant in the Idaho student's murder case, which led to the arrest of suspect Brian Koberger at his parents' home in Pennsylvania seven weeks after the murders. Police seized a number of new items at the home, including medical-style gloves, a black sweatshirt, size 13 Nike sneakers. They also took Bacchanal scrub. The owner of the home where the Idaho murders took place donated it to the school and is now boarded up and will be demolished. The people of Chicago, Illinois, have spoken, and Mayor Lori Lightfoot will no longer lead the Windy City. Some of her concession speech last night, the Democrat mayor. And spoke directly to young people of color who look like me and to every kid who felt like I did um, when I grew up. And I'm going to do that again tonight. I told you back then that anything is possible with hard work. And I want you to know that no matter what happens along the way, you should always believe that because it's true. Since no one candidate got 50% of the vote, voters will return to the polls for a runoff between the top two vote-getters on April 4th. Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson will face off in the April mayoral runoff election. This is USA News. If you have certain chronic conditions, such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. 
So in this article, I did say that I believe evil people run the world. They would say that's off-topic meandering, but I think it's germane to say the least. I have the money changers, I call them, because if he's going to ask me where I get my funding, wow, I barely make a living. These guys have millions, possibly billions in the bank. How much they paid Jason, he would not answer. I don't know why. But then he said, I also offered contradictory positions on race. I condemn and reject slavery. You know that. I've been telling you that for 25 plus years. We're all God's children and we should behave like it. But then he says this, I appeared to qualify this and minimize slavery. And so I compared the slave people of yesteryear who learned to read and write on a plantation. Was that slave owner worse off than a kid who's on the streets of Chicago today? Because the people in the streets of Chicago today are in projects and, and houses like that, right? On the government dole, and they're virtually slaves. They have no, no prayer, no chance. Well, think we about it. Right mayor? at the bottom of the hour, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, she's black. She said, I, in my concession speech for losing, now she's out, thank the heavens. But she said, I spoke to black people who look like me, and I speak for them. And, okay, wait a minute. She's the mayor of a city with all people, not just the black people that look like her. So she makes this racist comment on the bottom of the hour news, and no one blinks an eye. But Sam Bushman, who preaches to all people, and who always have, who says we're all God's children, I'm the racist, you see. Then they say, I falsely claim the first plantation owner was a black woman. What do you mean I falsely claim that, ladies and gentlemen? You go look this up. You go do your homework, Jason, and the rest of you. You listen up, ready? Anna Kingsley is her name. It was the Kingsley Plantation, the oldest plantation in Florida. And Anna was the African wife of plantation owner Zephania Kingsley. And she uh, was at an early age a slave. Then he bought her. Then he married her. Then he had kids with her. And then he made her the matron of his plantation. She ran the plantation while he was gone. And she was a slaveholder. Right? Now... Yeah. She managed the plantation that had the slaves, and she was a slave owner. Now, how am I wrong on this then? You can parse words and say, well, Sam, it wasn't, the, uh, it wasn't owned by them when the first plantation. Look, it's the oldest plantation in Florida, and a fact is a black woman owned slaves and ran the plantation, and I gave you her name. It's called the Kingsley Plantation, and her name is Anna Kingsley. Now, he literally lied when he said that's a false statement james i'm looking it up right now if it took me two seconds i don't know how much a well-funded and well-heeled uh operation well, how like accurate this, am i though <laughs> it looks pretty She's accurate a black to me. woman she was a slave she got bought he married her he freed her and then she became she ran look if you go to that plantation i've been there they tell you the story about how he was always gone and she ran the plantation all right so yeah she was black from Senegal woman. and that jacksonville how Florida. am i not right on this Sam, I'm chomping at the bit. I, I can't even. Right, hold I'm, on. I, I'm, I'm frothing. They also said, I said, do I believe in forced segregation? Absolutely not. But do I believe in forced merging? No, I believe in free association. Now, everybody should believe in that. But then they smear that too and say, that's a rhetorical embrace of free association. That's been a common strategy on the far right. Since the victories of the, uh, you know, forced segregation Da, 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 da. Anyway, it goes on and on. But the point is, again, is this just a rhetorical I believe in free association? 
How about looking at all the hosts on my radio station and see if I believe in free association? There's not a race card in the mix, is there, James? No, uh, all people should live well and prosper. Everybody should be happy and content and proud of the way God made them. We talked about this in the first hour. If you're ready for me, I've got a few things to say about this. And and the grand scheme of it all, we'll use this article as a catalyst. I I think, first of all, this article, this particular one, isn't about me. It's not even about you. It's about the CSPOA. The CSPOA is doing the Lord's work. It's doing a great job. And law enforcement officers have come to this message of patriotism and of uh, proper role in government. And that runs afoul to the SBLC's vision of some sort of a Marxist communist style America. And I think the only statement now for the benefit of anybody who wants to tune in and listen to our retort, this is what this hour is for. But publicly, the only statement that should ever be made is the Southern Poverty Law Center is a radical anti-American left wing fundraising operation. 20 state. Attorney General just co-signed a statement declaring them to be utterly discredited and an unreliable source. They should not be taken seriously, and we will continue on with our good work for the benefit of all Americans. That's that's the statement. They want a news bite. They want a sound clip. That's it. No more, no less. You can't take them seriously. Now, I have been – I went back after this one was published, and I went back to the SBLC archive, and I put in the search query, James Edwards, political cesspool. They have written 79 articles that I've been featured in since 2007. That doesn't even include them all because I know the first one came out in 2006 because it was a big national news story. So it only goes back to 2007. 79 articles I've been, uh, 79 times I've been through this with these, with these clowns. And this one was no different than any of the others. It was exactly the same as all the others. In this one article, think about this, ladies and gentlemen, hear me. The terms white nationalist, white supremacist, neo-Nazi, racist, anti-Semite, those five terms appear 43 times. I did a Control-F search for that. 43 times in one article. That is what critical theory is, by the way. This is a Marxist tactic. It is to constantly criticize. The theory is to criticize constant and repetitive criticism. If they call you a racist or a white supremacist enough, and 43 times in, in one article is, is getting there, maybe somebody will believe it. Maybe somebody will be afraid to do business with you or to work with you. Now, I have provided, for the benefit of all, a handy SPLC to English translation. A racist is a white person. A white supremacist is a white person who doesn't hate themselves. Um, a neo-Nazi is, um, you know, a Gentile. I, 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 I don't know because they, they claim everybody and everything is that. I don't even know what these words mean anymore. But it's certainly not what you think they mean, not the way they're being applied to the people that they apply them to in this article. So what, what's going on here? You know, I wrote a book about this in 2010, Racism Schmacism, How Liberals Use the R Word. The, the, the purpose, of course is to call people these libelous and slanderous things to make them radioactive and to do one of two things, to either get them to spin their wheels debating or denying that they are or are not these things so they get knocked off track of doing the work that they should be doing, or to, again, make people hesitant to work with them. Uh, But it's interesting here, the degrees of separation that are in play. So let's just say there's a law enforcement officer who is involved with the CSPOA. Uh, which Sam Bushman is involved with. Now, I know Sam, and on my show, I interview people 
the SBLC wants law enforcement officers who are four degrees separated from somebody that I might interview. And by the way, I, I am not associated or affiliated with the CSPOA at all, just because I know Sam. This is this is sort of McCarthyism, or an extreme version of it. I love the work that the CSPOA does. I wish them nothing but the best, but I, I don't play a role. I'm not, you know, for a law enforcement officer to have to respond to something a guest on my program says that's utterly ridiculous and let's talk about some of the guests they mentioned they mentioned white nationalist peter brimelow well some of these names might not be familiar to you peter brimelow is the former editor of forbes magazine white nationalist steve king steve king the former congressman steve king who was in congress for what 20 years been on our show a few times love the guy neo-nazi harry cooper now you won't know the name Harry Cooper, almost certainly. Harry Cooper is an 84-year-old retired veteran of the United States Armed Forces. He served honorably uh, for our armed forces. And he founded an organization whose mission was to bring together old enemies and foster peace and understanding between them, namely the combatants in World War II. World War II vets on our side and on the other side. And... Because he does that, and he has these people together, and they become friends. They say he's a neo-Nazi because, of course, if you fought for Germany, you'd be a Nazi. That's to say, if you fought for um, America in any war, you're either a Republican or a Democrat, depending on who's in control of the government at that time. Utterly ridiculous. Ronald Reagan gave this organization a commendation, and so, too, did Admiral Frank Kelso, who was the former chief Navy officer of the United States Navy. You know what he said about this organization? that he finds uh, the stories of this organization and recommends them, of, of great interest, and recommends them. And it should be remembered that the life of Britain and Germany depended on the outcome of, of that war. The book reveals how uh, the war took place scene by scene. We're talking about one of the books Harry Cooper wrote. And he commends, this is the former Admiral Frank Kelso, Chief Naval Officer of the United States Navy, saying he recommends this book and that the courage and bravery of the men who participated on both sides should be remembered. But the SPLC doesn't mention any of that. They say neo-Nazi Harry Cooper. And there's dozens of others. None of the things that people say uh, that are said about these people are true. Now, I talk to interesting people who have been canceled or shut out by the establishment media. You know who else talks to the same people that are listening to this article? The establishment media. The SPLC. They've interviewed them all, too. It's okay when they do it, though. They didn't mention CNN. You know, they didn't mention Jared Taylor has been a guest on CNN or that I have. They didn't this guy didn't even know it. He didn't even know the, or, the SPLC's own uh, uh, record of, of my work. 79 articles, it was there. No mention of Pat Buchanan coming on the show. Only people that they think are obscure enough, maybe, uh, that they can sell the fact that you know they can get away with calling them these slurs. No mention of and the Jewish only, guests. And only enough where they can literally slander, because you've had all kinds of other guests on that have nothing to do with those things, and so have I, and that is the point. They say Liberty News Radio earning from extremism. And then they say Liberty News Radio is Sam Bushman's most recent foray into radio. What are you talking about? It was formed in 2009, buddy. 2009 to 19 <laughs> to 23. It's literally like 24 years on the air. Is that a most recent foray into radio? I think not. I've been in radio for a long time. I don't know how old this clown is. But you ought to look up and see if you can figure out how old this guy is. Uh, but anyway, on the about page of Liberty News Radio, Bushman claims to have been first attracted to talk radio about 25 years ago. What do you mean I claim that? That's factual. That's when I got into radio. But then they go into this. On the same page, Bushman says that he operated a now silent station. Well, this is dishonest again. I operated the station from 96 to 06. All right, that's true. But now silent? I haven't had the station for like 20 years. Well, 
17 years. So I don't understand what it not be or it being silent has to do with me. But see, he wants you to believe that I've failed is what he's trying to get across. Dishonest again. Then he says Federal Communications Commission commissioners do not indicate when Bushman took control of KNK. That's a lie, too. Look, the FCC has records of when you buy and sell all radio stations. Don't tell me that they don't have that information. You just didn't do the do the research. You're derelict in your duty. LNR appears to operate on the same principles as terrestrial right-wing talk radio stations running paid ads against his propaganda. Anyway, then they say in this discussion with Hate Watch, they love to just keep repeating hate. But anyway, Bushman claimed that not all the ads are paid for and that I run free ads for the church. Okay? Now, then I claim that this barter, the way I get these commercials, it's just a claim. Anyway, the bottom line is that's all bogus. It's uh, Look, I don't make these claims. It's factual. You go talk to the news services. They all deliver their news on barter contracts. I, I've got Half the commercials that you hear on this broadcast are not even mine. I don't get paid a penny for them. But he suggests that I'm lying about that somehow, James. Yeah, I'm about to get to that, Sam, and I'll wrap up as quickly as I can. But I just wanted to mention there's, there's not a full picture presented by this article, which is what you would expect from the SPLC. But no mention of the Jewish guest, the black guest, the Hispanic guest that I've hosted and that I've gotten along great with. Wonderfully. As a matter of fact, I mentioned in the first hour Paul Gottfried, who's a Jewish professor of humanities at Elizabethtown College in Pennsylvania, retired now. But uh, he wrote an endorsement for my book that it goes on the back cover of every book I've sent out. Wonderful Jewish guy. So this article is flawed and biased from the start. This isn't journalism, of course. This isn't reporting. It's a libelous smear that was published for one reason or one reason alone. They are concerned about the CSPOA. They don't want elected officials who stand for God, family, and country to take seriously their oaths of office and to stand with others who do. They don't want patriots who will stand up and advance ideas that are right for all Americans. Uh, and they're unable to defend their position, so they seek to shut down debate. Now, the, the, the search engines are skewed, and, and they know that this dishonest trash will come back high in the returns when people attempt to get more information about CSPOA. They want the controlled press to attempt to frighten these sheriffs and peace officers away from the outstanding organization that Sheriff Mack has put together. Um, but it's more than that. I mean, that's, that's the reason this article came out. But you mentioned things that are just factually untrue, and these are small things. But if they can't even get this right, how much more are they wrong about? He mentions in the article that my show started in 2005. It started in 2004. Uh, it's on the masthead of my website, 2004 to 2023. It says we're on WQRM radio in Memphis. It's actually WMQM. It says that another organization was started in Georgia, the Abbeville Institute. It was, it's actually in South Carolina, and it's always been in South Carolina. And you say that's nitpicking. Well, is it? I mean, these are pretty basic facts here that a student working on a high school newspaper would be expected to get right. Now, if they're wrong about that, are they wrong about other things? They say that Jerry <laughs> Falwell is a white nationalist, that the Posse Comitatus Act is white supremacist and anti-Semitic. I'm telling you, there's no truth in this organization and anybody from this organization that I've ever had any dealings with. I said earlier, I don't even know if they even believe it. I think they're just so hell-bent to advance their narrative and to take down well, people Well, Jason gets can. a lot of money. How much money does Jason get to perpetuate his slanderous agenda? See, he well, wouldn't this is answer what I that, but he mocks me for not answering how much I get paid, right? 
And, and I said this, I, you can't deal with them. I appreciate your efforts, Sam. I know how you like to toy with, with, with the media. But I, I said one statement very simply. I'm not going to get into all this name-calling. Everybody I've ever talked to is a white supremacist, white nationalist, neo I got it. I got it. I know you think that, or you pretend to think that. I just said I'm very proud of my program and the fine men with whom we associate. I will never apologize for associating with people that the SPLC hates. And that's the thing about it. There's projection going on here. They hate. I don't think we do. I know we do. don't. They do. And I'm not going to disavow any of my friends. That's what they want. They want to separate us from each other. They want to weaken our collaborative efforts. They want to weaken the CSPOA. They want to weaken any organization that doesn't go along with this woke agenda. And, and of course, as you mentioned, they inferred that, that you were being dishonest with them. This imputation of dishonesty is a standard tactic for the SPLC. But this is going to be a you know, former Croatian diplomat commented on this story today, saying that the SPLC is the master of newspeak and the crypto-Bolshevik narrative. friend of mine. It's going to be an interesting case study. 19 years ago when I first went on the air, uh, this, an article like this, and I've been through this 79 times, never backed down, never apologized, never retreated, never backed away from my position. I am pro-white, by the way. I, I don't equate that with white supremacy or anything else. Uh, they use white nationalism. Yeah, um, and it's because you're white. I assume black I, people should be pro-black, too. Well, you just heard Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, I mean, they use white nationalists and white supremacists uh, interchangeably. But anyway, when I first went on the air, an article like this, goodbye, guys, you know, shaking the boots. I, I never did me. But th and that power may still exist to a lesser extent, but it's not nearly as potent post-Trump. So here's the thing, and this is my last word on it. After Trump came out in 15 and 16, he was so lambasted by being called a white supremacist, everything they call us, neo-Nazi, blah, 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 every single day. And, um, and everything else has now become that, too. They've gone so far now, everything up to and including Jerry Falwell, the Posse Capitatus Act. I mean, everything and anything is, are, are these things now. So we're going to see. It's going to be an interesting case study. We're going to see if people will allow this group that has been rightly denounced by 20 state attorneys general as utterly discredited and unreliable uh, to run them off of their positions. And again, this isn't even a scoop. What, this whole thing isn't a scoop. It's hardly original. ADL wrote the story a year or two ago. SPLC wrote the similar story on March 9, 2022. They're trying to really ratchet this up and get the media to cover it. It's almost like they're writing a horror movie. Uh, they, they, they so disfigured you, Sam, on the um, uh, picture that they used that you, you look sort of like, like a zombie. It, it, it's uh, like gray skin and, and you know, like, uh, like they're writing a horror movie. And, and, and by the way, I got to say again, if you go to the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association's uh, hit piece at the SPLC, not this one, but their organizational uh, entry there, I am listed as an associated extremist affiliated with it. I, I because I know Sam Bush, but I mean, they're just it's lies. It's well, libelous. And that's the problem. So they then in the article go and they literally uh, say that I'm lying about advertising. Then they go into every business that I'm involved in in some way or another. And they try to slander it. I'll give you an example. They even go so far as to say, hey, Sam Bushman is associated with a group called Stick To It Charge or Stick To It Kids. It turns out it was my wife's venture. She created a blog on raising children, and some homeschool people picked up on it and everything else. They even bring that into the mix and attack my wife, who doesn't have a political bone in her body. And then they try to attack all my businesses. Sam claims that he's got software that works for audio over IP. Oh, yeah, I've sold it to over 300-plus radio stations. Don't tell me I claim it. Uh, come on now. Um, then they talk about our websites and my businesses in IT. Um, and then they try to attack all the vendors that I have. So I sell up what's called a barracks box, and I, I buy it from resellers, and then I add software to it or I, I, um, and re, um, 
install the software on it, and then I send them out. And so then they tried to attack that vendor. Well, the vendor when got they they literally went to the vendor and tried to beg them to trash me, and the vendor just didn't even respond. Um, it's unclear how much income Bushman derives from these businesses or what, if any, salary he draws from the CSPOA. There's little transparency in the CSPOA's operations. Yeah, Hate Watch couldn't get any more information out of Bushman. For now, Bushman remains the head of everything, and he's basically a white supremacist. All right, now, I want to finish this comment by saying this. How much does Jason make? And how transparent is the Southern Poverty Law Center, ladies and gentlemen? Um, you know what? I don't make a lot of money. Uh, when I bought my house, it cost $150,000. Now it's probably worth a half a million dollars. Not because I'm really wealthy, but because uh, real estate has gone up so much since I've lived here for more than 20 years. I am not rich. I have eight children to support. Uh, we don't make a lot of money. And I actually fund talk radio. I spend more money on talk radio than I bring in. Well, Sam, why didn't you just tell the guy that? Because I don't want to. But I'll tell all of you that. And if he wants to listen to the show, he can find that out. I spend more money on talk radio than I bring in. And I can prove it in about two seconds if necessary. But see, why do I need to prove that to him? So I don't know if Bushman makes money. So the Southern Poverty Law Center can't figure that out. Well, I've already told everybody for years that I spend more money on talk radio than I make. I make my living in IT. I've said that a gazillion times. But he's too ignorant to figure that out. Chris, the rest of the program is yours for your commentary. <laughs> well, those are hard commentaries to follow up on, but I'll do my best, gentlemen. <clears throat> so I'm going to try to personalize this discussion a little bit. So I, I'm coming uh, to this discussion from an angle of both sides. See, I used to be one of those brain-numbed robots who just believed anything that the media spewed. I'll give you one specific example of that. What was it, 1993, when the FBI and the Department of Justice under Janet Reno had surrounded the Waco compound down in Waco, Texas, with that horrible, uh, mean-spirited, Christian, uh, white supremacist uh, David Koresh. Remember that whole incident? Well, I had not yet been through uh, that, the paradigm shift, which I've since gone through and realized that the government is actually a greater enemy than it is a friend. And I, I thought that, boy, if, if the FBI and if the Department of Justice and the BATF is surrounding that compound, boy, those people must be doing something really horrible. And I was caught up in the propaganda of the media. So I can kind of relate to people who do get caught up and basically believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. In other words, this individual we're talking about, Jason Wilson, you know, and it's a numbers game, by the way. He throws out if, if he figures that if he throws out the words white supremacist, anti-government, KKK, white supremacist enough, that eventually people are going to come to the conclusion. Well, whether it's this James Edward guy, uh, they they must. There's there's got to be something to these these reports by Jason Wilson because they're associated with so many of these obviously hate organizations. And it is a numbers game. And I, I can honestly tell you that I was caught up in that. But, you know, I've gone through the, the uh, process, of, of course, of realizing that uh, the media is more lies than, than truth. But let me focus in on one little thing. And I, I don't know if I've, how much time we've got here. You made the statement. Uh, in, You've got they, three minutes. They use, this, you, they use this statement against you, Sam. 
Jason Wilson says, by asking rhetorically if a slave who learned to read and write on a plantation was worse off than a kid who was on the streets in Chicago, assuming that most people would say, of course not, you know, slavery was so much worse. But I question that. I think you made a very good point in that statement, Sam, because there are, in fact, two forms of slavery. There's involuntary slavery, which was practiced, unfortunately, in the Deep South uh, up until 1861. And I regret, as a, as a citizen of this country, that we have that um, that black spot on our history. Okay, and I hope you're not offended, James. But slavery was wrong. Uh, nevertheless, and notwithstanding, there is such a thing as hold on. James doesn't slavery. agree with slavery. James knows and agrees slavery is wrong. I know. What are you talking okay. about? Well, I mean, you know, and of course, whites were not the only practitioners of that. The blacks were already. Yeah, that's why I yeah, highlighted that black guy. woman. I mean, he says I'm. He says I'm not yeah. factual, but that black woman was a slave owner. You can't debate me on that, sir. Whites have yeah, been no, slaves true. and owned slaves, and so has every other people group. And what? Yeah, and it's wrong. He tried, and it's wrong. But there, but there's the flip side of that coin. There is such a thing as voluntary slavery, and that's what we're suffering from today. You look at black populations, especially in places like uh, Detroit, Michigan, like the south side of Chicago, like Baltimore, uh, Maryland, there's actually, they're actually worse off. And I know this is going to get me in a lot of hot water by making this statement. I believe in some sense they're actually worse off because they are uh, the victims of what I refer to as voluntary slavery. Uh, through government facilitation, ever since the Great Society, and you and Sam and James know this, uh, before the mid-1960s, uh, the, 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 home, the fatherless rate in black homes was below 25%. Now that is over 75%, and it is a direct result of government facilitation of what I refer to as voluntary slavery. And there, it is a form of slavery. There's also financial slavery, and we're all victims of that. So I would agree with you, Sam, that um, today's black population in some ways, now I'm not saying in all ways, is just as much enslaved, if not more, than they were up until the 1860s in the South. And that's a great point you made. And I don't know why he uses that to try to argue against you, because it's, it's verifiably true. Well, and whether it's worse or not isn't the point. The point is we're all slaves to the IRS. And the whole point is slavery is wrong, and it always has been. And I've never backed away. I've never had a mixed message. I've never soft-pedaled that reality check, okay? Slavery is wrong in every case. Anytime somebody lords over another, it's evil, satanic, and wrong. Okay? You got that? How much more clear, Jason, do you need me to be, my friend? Why don't you come on the radio and let's see how clear and direct I can be to you on the air in front of the public. And let's start by telling me how much you make from the Southern Poverty Law Center, because I bet it's more money than I make. <laughs> And you transparently publish all your deal, and I'll do the same. You open to the challenge, my friend, or do you not have the balls? Just saying. I am Sam Bushman. I go by my real name, too. Is that even his real name? <laughs> God save the republic.